Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Lech Lecha, Tavshin Pebez. This is really the beginning. The first year that we had uh, 14 years ago was Parshas Lech Lecha. So really, this is the beginning of the 14th cycle uh, of the Shiurim. Uh, but really, we started already with Parshas Gracious, but we will go now to Parshas Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha, Me'art Lecha, Hashem says to Abraham, um, as we know, the first conversation that Hashem has with um, <coughs> Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, Yeshua, or about Eretz Yisrael. The first t- conversation in uh, the Tanakh um, that Hashem speaks to them is about, is about Eretz Yisrael, and that's what we have here. Hashem says to Avram, Lech lecha, lecha, umi lecha, umi Rashi picks up, based on Chazal, uh, on every phrase in the Sivui, gadol, and I'll make you a great nation, uh, everything is for... Everything is uh, part of the divine plan. So Rashi notes on <coughs> quoting what the bracha is. And Rashi also says, as is quoted in source number one, for your hana, for your good. So just start off with a one short piece, and that is if it's Latovatcha and Lahanatcha, but isn't this one of the Nisyonos? Isn't this one of the ten Nisyonos according to most Rishonim? So why is Hashem saying, but it's good for you? That makes it less of an Isayon. Right? Leave your house, leave your family, leave uh, leave um, um, everyone and and um, fulfill this Nisayon. And yet, so says a quote from the Mayana Shatara, why does, why does this um, help with the Nisayon? So he explains. And the answer is, And the question is, why is it that he did it? Did he do it because he knew there was Hana and Tova coming out of it? Or he did it because the Kodesh Baruch Hu told him to? What does the Pasuk say? Vayelech Avram Chasher Diber Elav Hashem. Vayelech Ito. He did it because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to do it. And that is the message that we get when we do things. We don't do it for our own personal benefit, even if something happens to give us benefit, but... We do it because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do it, and that's what Hashem did, and that maybe makes it part of the Nisayon, that you're getting Hanoa V'tova, and yet you do it only because Hashem told you to do it. Okay, so now let's get, let's get started. Now let's get into a little bit deeper. Lech lecha me'artzacha, umimolatcha, mibesavicha el ha'aret asher ar'eka. So the pashas of asher ar'eka, to the land that I will show you. Ar'eotcha. But the Hagiona Shalter of Benzin Fira points out, maybe there's another idea here. Lo el ha'aretz asher lecha. That would mean that I will show you. I will show to you. Go to the land that I will show to you. Areka could mean that I will show you. That I will show you off to others. Asher are otcha. You will be shown. As an object, not as the subject. El ha'aretz asher ata are otcha. Klomer ha'aretz asher ata ba tizkof komatcha v'tire atzmacha la tire atzmacha laacherim b'li pachad shall geberes nachriah to the land that you could stand up straight and proud and not have to worry and not have to hide and not have to cringe because you're in your home, your own land, and you're in your homeland. In this land that you are now, you're cringing, you're hiding. This land of Haran, Aram Naharayim, wherever he came from. He can't stand up proud and strong there. I'm going to bring you to a land that I will show you standing up. Says the Yonah Shotara, Ger ba'aretz nachriya mitkaveitz, maktinet atzmo, vutobis makamuat. When somebody is a stranger in a strange land, when somebody is not a native, they're quiet. They are reticent. They, they don't want to be in the center. They're, they're not natives. They're natives. The people who have been here always. Let's say you walk into a place that you're a stranger. You walk into a shul. 
person doesn't walk into a strange shul in a different city and, say, and, and go become the Gabbai. Yeah, I'm going to call up this morning. Wait, who are you? Who are you? Just, you don't, you don't go take, take charge. So says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Avraham, only if you're an Ezrach in your own land do you feel that you could stand up straight and proud. He takes up all the space. Again, not in a haughty, arrogant way, but in a proud way. Hashem didn't tell Avraham the name of the land. So Rashi says to give him schar. But maybe there's another idea. Avraham, you go. When you get to the land that you feel and that you see your success in terms of being who you are, you'll know that's the land. You'll know that's the land. Asher ar eka. The land that I will be able to show you off as a proud Jew. So that's the land that you know you've gotten to the destination. Go until you get there. And once you get there, you'll realize that that is, that is the land. What do we find in Mitzrayim? Right, Avram goes down to Mitzrayim. In this week's parasha, another one of the Nisyonos, and what's the first thing he says on the way in? He tells his wife, don't say who you are. Here we're hiding. This is not our land. Right? This is not a place where we could stand up proud and strong and say, this is, it's us. No, no, we're going to a strange land now. Say you're my sister. We'll hide our identity. Kfar hestir Right? He, was, he was much more scared. And, and, and it doesn't say anything in Eretz Canaan. It doesn't say he had any pachat. He had any hesitance. Once he got there, the women, when it came to Mitzrayim, he was not involved in the center. Mitzrayim is not that land. Mitzrayim is Golos. Only when Avram Avinu comes back. Only when he comes back, then all of a sudden he's, he's no longer a fugitive. He's no longer hiding. This is Avram Avinu in Eretz Canaan. Lo hiktenes atzmo, lo hitchabe, lo histager. He didn't hide or run away. Kan lo gilas, malo kocho, ki kan arzo, vein tivo shal ezrach aras lefachet, afilu vrei chazakim imenu. I stand up strong. And with this he says you could even answer another question on our parsha that many mefarshim, even the Rishonim ask. And that is, later on in the parsha we have the Brisbane Habasarim. The special treaty, the covenant between the parts. We spoke years ago about the Sefer Hikarim. Um, I don't remember which year it was. What kind of strange name is the Brisbane Apisarim? Why was that the way to make a treaty? By walking between two halves of animals. But in that, in that promise, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Abraham, we're going to have a connection forever. And by the way, your descendants are going to be uh, strangers in a strange land for a while. And then, I'll judge the people and, and I'll take them out. Why did Avram have to know that now? Why did Hashem have to put in that piece of information? That Saurus. It reminds us a little bit when Kadesh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu to take them out. And he says, Ekash or Ekash. Moshe says, they don't need to know future Geulos now. Just take them out now. So he says, you're right. Okay, Ekash Lachani Aleichem. As the Gemara Darshans. Don't tell me future. Why do you have to know these Saurus right now? Why does that have to be part of Brisbane Abbasarim? Says the... Hegyonah Torah, line 36. And they're saying they're going to be strangers and, and subjugated. So he explains, no, 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 it's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's just that when you're not in your own land, so you can't be on top. You can't stand up strong. You can't be an Orla Goyim Ashar Areka when you're not in Eretz Canaan. There could be little pockets here and there. But the goal of history, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Avram Avinu in this first conversation, is that it's a Jew in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan. Aye, so just take us there sooner. No, no, it's not the time yet for Canaani to give up that it's theirs. 
like the first Rashi says in Chumash. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides, that's what it'll be. And he continues and says, why can't they just go to Eretz Canaan and wait for, wait for Canaan to, to finish their rule? No, no, no. Because deep down, it is the homeland of every Jew. So you can't be in the homeland without acting like a citizen when it's not your time yet in history, as he continues. Right? Yecholohim l'chakot, Baruch Canaan. He says, that can't be. Can't be. Elahagid l'chashay in Ezra, at the top of the next page, Yecholios ger ba'artso. Right? In Ezra, a citizen can't be a stranger in their own land. Eretz Canaan, she'uftachal Avraham. It was already their lands, and therefore there was nothing else. There was nothing else to do about it, and therefore they couldn't be there. But that's why it wasn't an onesh that's going to be for the children. It was part of the promise of Eretz Canaan. You're getting this, and that's why you'll always act like that in that land. And when you can't yet, then you'll have to wait until it's the time for you to come back. Okay. Moving right along to something that's not in the Parsha. That's unusual. Usually we always focus on the Pesukim in the Parsha. But there is a story that's not mentioned in the Parsha that the Achronim wonder, why isn't it in the Parsha? And we discussed this in the past, this question as well. The question is Ur Kazdim. Ur Kazdim, the fiery furnace. Amravinu was saved from the fiery furnace. And Kaddish Baruch Hu tells him, right at the beginning of the Brisbane Abbasarim, Right, he says, what does he say? He says, I, I, I took you out of Orkazdim. Right, so why isn't that in the Torah? That should be, that's a pretty major event. We even mentioned it in Davening. It's the only event in Avram's life that we mention every day. So why is that not in the Torah? So we've had various answers in the past. A number of years ago, I think we mentioned the, the uh, Igrit Akala, the Bnei Yisachar's answer who says that if that would have been in the Torah, maybe we would have thought that Avram Avinu's dedication to Hashem for the rest of his life was because Hashem saved his life. It was Avatulya Badavar. After all, if Hashem saves me, then I'll dedicate my life to him. So not to, to, get, to not give us that misimpression, it doesn't say that Hashem did anything for Avraham. And Avram listened anyway. Because that's really what the love was. It was Ava Badavar. Right? It was not dependence. Right? The first love in the Torah, the first time love is mentioned in the Torah, is in this week's parsha. It's not Rifka and Yitzchak, it's at the end of the parsha. Kachna is Bincha, I'm sorry, next week's parsha. The end of next week's parsha by the Akedah. Kachna is Bincha es Yechidcha Asher Ahavta. The first time love, that verb is mentioned, that concept is mentioned in the Torah, is when Hashem told. Avram to kill his son, but it has to do with a parent and a child, because that's Ava Badavar. That's ultimate love, and that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu felt. That's what Avram Avinu felt for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That was that's one answer that's uh, that's given. But there is another answer mentioned. Rabbi Franz here in source number four, source number five quotes Rav Simcha Zissel, Broid, the Rosh Hashiva of Chevron, with another answer. An idea that has come up, but I don't think in this context. He writes that there are two categories of disyonos we face. Two types of disyonos, there are two tight, two categories of life. There are the glamorous disyonos, moments that are going to define who we are. There are those moments in time that the mesiris nefesh, that is, that is defining, right? The, uh, at the end of a person's life and the, the, the anas asks him, the cross or the Jew, right? And so many people stand up when there's these unbelievable Messiris Nefesh moments. We have an amazing record. The Jewish people are unbelievable in that. But does that define who we are, those four moments in our lives that, that are unexpected, that are surprising, but we have to stand up and we do it and the adrenaline is pushing? In a way, in a sense, that might be a little bit easier. But you know what's harder? It's the day in and day out serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the getting up every morning. It's the, 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 the headaches that life brings and still recognizing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world and all those headaches are to help perfect us. There are the little Nisyonos that we face on a day-to-day basis. 
Says Rabbi Fran, when a person is aware that he's facing a big Nisoyen that will involve serious self-sacrifice, he can often muster the courage and determination to make the proper decision. But the challenges we face in regular life, though not nearly as emotionally charged, are often harder to withstand. Hashem didn't want to open up the first Jew's life with Ur Kasdim, that unbelievable Avodizara, or thrown into the fiery furnace. That's not what life's about. That's not the only thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks for. And he tells a story about uh, Rahman al-Itzlan. There was a, uh, a terrorist that was about to get on a bus. The terrorist was literally ticking time bomb. The bomb was, could detonate any moment. But rather than run for their lives, the bus driver and medic held the terrorist down so everybody could run away, saving countless lives. Rahman al-Itzlan, eventually there was one woman that was Rahman al-Itzlan killed, but they held him down so the whole bus could exit. And they asked afterwards, how do you do that? And he said, if you would have asked me before, and I probably wouldn't have, been, I would have said I can't do it. But at the moment, sometimes we, 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 the adrenaline and the, and the focus and the deep neshama that we feel, we do it. That's a test of the ur variety. Whether people are fueled by adrenaline or some other latent power that makes them rise to the occasion, but we're capable to do that. But those moments are fleeting. There are the Lech Lecha episodes, Nisyonos. The headaches, the travel. A Lech Lecha Nisyon is when you have to decide whether to get up on time for Minyan. When you come home from work exhausted and you have to decide whether to learn with your child and help him with his homework or tell him, do it yourself, I need to check my emails. No one classifies the challenge of should I learn as a defining moment in life. But that's why that's left out. Because we're defined and measured not by those two or three moments, but by the everyday moments. We mentioned years ago, the Shemana Tov notes, after the Akedah, the end of next week's Parsha, this is not on your sheet, after the Akedah, Yitzchak disappears. Disappears. He's nowhere to be found. Parsha's Chayisara, his mother's Levaya, he's not there. 67 Psukim finding a wife. For Yitzchak, where is he? No, only Eliezer Eved Avram. Where's Yitzchak? Where Yitzchak goes? So ask the Medrash, where's Yitzchak? So like any good disappearing personality in Sefer Bracious, where'd he go? Went to base better, shame for Aver. Where else would he go? See, went to base better, shame for Aver. But the question here is, what more did he have to learn? He just did the Akedah. He was ready to give his life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What more was there that he had to learn? And explains to Hashem and Atov, he was ready to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. But now he had to continue to go learn how to live, Al-Kiddush Hashem. Because it's not about the one-time moments. It's about the day-to-day. It's about serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the ins and the outs, the ups and the downs. It's not Tishrei, it's Cheshvan. Right, there are Tishrei moments in our lives and there are Cheshvan moments in our lives. So the message of Lech Lecha is the Cheshvan moments in our lives. And therefore, Ur Kazdim is left out of the Torah, of the Torah Shebech Saf. There's another answer, just to, to mention, I mentioned in the past from my Rebbe of Rosenzweig, that he says that maybe the point is that Avram Avinu, Ur Kazdim, was part of his, part of his um, recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He had an intellectual recognition. He recognized Hashem, monotheism, and because of that he was thrown into the into the fiery furnace. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want to state in the Torah how Avram Avinu got to Hashem. Intellectually, because there are a hundred ways to get to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We could get to HaKadosh Baruch Hu intellectually, emotionally. Some people get it through a tosvis. Some people get it through a song. Some people get it through a tio. Some people get it through a maisa chesed. There are many ways to connect. So if we would say how Avram did it, he recognized Hashem and that led him into trouble with Nimrod and he threw it into the fiery furnace, maybe that would say that that's, that's the way to do it. It's left out his beginnings. Lech Lecha, there's already a relationship there. However he got to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fine in the eyes of Hashem. Okay, we're well, a lot on this first Pasuk. Okay, we always spend a lot of time toward the first couple of Sukkim. One more thought. One more thought on the first two Sukkim. So Hashem says to Avraham, Avram, at this point, Lech lecha, me'atzcha the land that I will show you. gadol, I will make to you a great, I will make you a great nation. Vavarechacha, v'agad l'shemecha, v'yei bracha. 
and you will be a bracha. bracha, it shall be for you a bracha. Bavaracha, mevarachacha, and there'll be more bracha. So how exactly do we understand the flow in Parag base? Pasuk base. Pasuk al, Pasuk base. Go, go to Eretz Kenan, lech lecha, and then Pasuk base is, and there'll be a bracha. What's the relationship between those two concepts? The halicha and the bracha. Rav Nevenzal says four ways you could read these two psukim. How do you understand? What's the goal? What's the means? What's the condition? How do you understand that? Hakesher bin ha-halicha l'eret Yisrael. V'habracha. How do you understand that? B'shnei psukim elu b'hem posecha g'adish baruch hu l'gabi uma. Right? Our nation, the father of our nation is told, anu motzim shnei inyanim. To go to the land. What is the connection between the two? Number one, possibility. It's the reward. Do this mitzvah. And if you do this mitzvah, you're going to get reward for the mitzvah. And if you do that, you'll get the bracha. What's the goal according to the apshat? The goal is the going. The bracha is the schar. But the goal is Hashem wants Avram in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan. So he goes there. If he does that, then he will he will receive schar. It's a result that accompanies that halicha. Why do you have to mention it? As we said before in the first thought of the evening, why would he do it? Number one. Number two. It could be a different idea here. Line 14. Avonitan gam lafarish is a kesher ben apsukim bekibun acher. Maybe we could understand it in a, another way. Hashem Omer la Avraham shamatarahi levarcho legadol shem baolam. Pasuk Beis is the goal. Avraham, I want to give you a bracha. I want to give you a bracha. The problem is, I'm only giving you that bracha in Eretz Yisrael. So go there, so I can give you the bracha. But according to that shot, the goal is giving Avram a bracha. The only way that he could receive the bracha is in Eretz Canaan. But the goal is not the going. That's the means to get the bracha. Ukedesha matarazu shal Hashem timumash. Sorech Avraham, let's say it's me'artso. Avraham has to go out of his land. Amanasha be'eretz Yisrael tachol alav bracha k'ratzon Hashem. Ve'imkein, the opposite. Ha'bracha hi be'etzem ha'matara. The bracha is the goal. And the aliyah l'eretz Yisrael t'nai hechrechi la'sagasa. That's a condition. So first shot is, the goal is the aliyah, and the result is the schar. This shot, the goal is the bracha, the condition needed to get that bracha is the going. Rashi gives a different shot. Rashi, based on Chazal, says, the goal is the, is the, is the aliyah, the going. But the bracha is the protection based on how naturally the trip would, would bring certain results. I'll guard you on the way. Right? All the, all this, Rashi quotes the three things that, uh, the three negative effects that usually traveling has and that didn't have it. You lose when you go to a strange place. You lose your reputation. You lose your money. Right? When somebody travels and moves and money goes, and less children. So he gave him these brachas to be maftiachim. This trip's not going to hurt you. That's the bracha. It's to just promise to Hashem that it's, it's, it's going to be okay. That's a different shot. The goal, like the shot number one, is the going, but the promise is the protection. But then there's, excuse me, the fourth idea, Rebbe Nevedzal says, maybe another idea. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, the bottom of the page, the last line, 
the name of Rabbi Yitzchak, there are four things that are makaring zardino shaladam. There are four things that could rip up an evil decree. Four things. Shinu Yashem, Shinu Maisa, Tzedaka and Sa'aka. Shini Makom, Shinashem Shini Makom, as he says on the next page. Shinui Makom. The Rambam writes this also in, in Hilchas Shuva. How does Shinui Makom create, create a zchus to be Makarek Zardino Shal Adam? So explains, let me ask you again. Another question, he says. Let's skip line. Haim shini makom. Well, let's start from the top. The Gemara says shini makom is one of the ways that you're makorea gzardin, and the riot is from Avram Avinu. The question is, how does that work? So, is it just the school of Eretz Yisrael? But the Gemara generalizes it, not just Shinui Makom itself is Makarik Zardino, not just Eretz Yisrael. So what's the idea of Shinui Makom? What's the idea that when a person kills Bishogeg, he has to have a Shinui Makom to achieve Kapara, to go to an Ir Miklat, to go to a city of refuge? What's the message of that? So it says Rav Nebedal in the left column, Ma'u Bemes Inyana Shal Galus, Reishis Galus Yeshba Inyan Shal Hachna. Number one, being in a strange place, that, like we mentioned earlier, brings humility. I'm not in charge. I'm a stranger here. I don't know anybody yet. There's also an idea of kapara, so you feel small and you feel humble. But there's another idea about shini makom. When we're mishan and makom, we can look at ourselves as different people. It's a new beginning. Sometimes as parents, as grandparents, we might know if there's a child that's having difficulty in a certain school and maybe he has a certain reputation in a certain school, the way to give him a new chance is not just to speak to the principal and the teachers and say he's starting over, but to mamish go to a new school and start over. That's not always the best, but sometimes that's what's needed because shini makom could change the person, change the way they look at themselves. Somebody moves into a new home. We become different when we're in a different place. And it's always good to look at new, newness. Newness is always good. Hischachus is always good. Right, we say zikna. Right, Pashas, don't don't throw me away when I get old. But a deeper idea, don't throw me away and let me have an old attitude. I don't want to have an old attitude. Right? I want to have his chachas. I want to be fresh. Just give us here yesterday we're learning Kohelas in the Navishir to the last of the uh Megillus in the the um so Shlomo Melech and Kohelas refers to the Yetzir Hara as an old man. And the Yetzir Tov as a, as a young man. Why is that? So Rashi quotes the Pashtas that, that uh, the Yetzir we get from when we're born. It's old. Yetzir Tov we only get from when we're 12, 13. So it's younger. But one of the Rebbes, I think it was the, uh, I forgot which one, mentioned, no, maybe the Yetzir is old because that's what he tries to give us, the old attitude. I can't move. I'm... It's tiring, it's hard, I'm done. Look what I've done already, past focused. And the Yetzir Tov is young. His chachos and newness and looking ahead. And, 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 and that's what we get from new beginnings. And a new place can give us new beginnings. And we look at ourselves in a different light. Maybe that's part of the message of Lech Lecha also. Besides, obviously, the magic of Eretz Yisrael. But... Turning the page. Remember the Rambam? The Rambam writes that Avram Avinu himself was an Ovid of Odazara. Avram was. It wasn't just his family. 
That's the Lashon of the Rambam, if I remember. So here, Avram Hashem says, right, on page Nunches, right, it has to change. I want the decree to change. You'll get the bracha because you'll come to a new place. New places gives new opportunities. There's something new we feel inside. We feel new. I mean, every day you might feel that way. Right? Hashem made and created the world that we wake up every morning. There's a newness. There's a new day. But a new place for sure. And we have to recognize the power and the potential that that gives. New place because we're influenced by, by where we are and, and who we are. Okay, discuss a little more, but we'll leave it at that. Four pshatim. Four pshatim, how to understand the psukim. Pasuk olive and Pasuk base. So we continue now. Let's go to Pasuk Gimel. Pasuk Gimel. We're really moving here. Or I will bless those that bless you. I will curse you that curse you. And they will bless in you. What does that mean? Rashi. There are many agados. But this is the pshat. Adam Omer Libno. Tehei Ka'avraham. What does it mean? V'nivrechu v'cha? They will bless you. They'll use you as a model. They'll tell their children, be like Abraham. V'nivrechu v'cha? Kol mishpachos adama, which means not only, not only Jews. Right? Avraham is the father, they say, of all the religions. Right? Other religions also consider Avraham Avinu their father. Right? Avraham was the father of Yishmael. Right, so everybody will say Tehika Avraham. So they'll use Avraham as a model. Says Revolbi in his Sefer on Chumash. We're back to Revolbi, we have Bracious, Shmos. Kishakarm Svarm al Gadolim. So he says, What's the message of Tehika Avraham? Instead of just saying, when you read a, a sefer of, of the Gedolim, when we read a biography, hopefully it should inspire us to want to be like them. You have something tangible. You have someone tangible to latch on to. If the mother just says, be good, it's not a, what, what, what's good? Not always so clear. What's good? What's right? Be like so-and-so. Oh, I know what so-and-so would do in that situation. Right, if something is clear, I know, be like that person. That doesn't awaken us as much. Right? Be like Rav Moshe Feinstein. Whoa. That's a, that's a tall order. Be a tzaddik. Okay. When it's tangible, you know, it's, it's concretized. That's the message. Be like Avraham. That's what we say to our children. Because we want to make it tangible and concretized. It says, Revolbi, Inyan shall shimush This is the message also of being near great Rabbanim and leaders. Shimush Chachamim, the Gemara Brachas, Gdola Shimush even more than the Shear. Be, be next to them, be connected to them in their lives. What do you mean if you get the Shear, you know exactly what they said in Shear, what more do you need? No, because we have to know how to model, how to model our, our, our lives after concrete individuals. And he writes here in this, he says, look, what, look what's written in Ali Shur. Look what I wrote in Ali Shur. So if he says, he references himself. 
So we have to look there in source 12, Ali Shur, in the first volume. So he quotes the Rambam, the Rambam in Ilchah Sanhedrin. U Moshe talking about smicha, the original smicha. Moshe samach Yoshua biyad. Moshe Rabbeinu put his hands on Yoshua and gave him smicha. Shenem Rav Yisbach Yadav Allah Vaitzaveyu. V'chein ha-shivim zakeinim Moshe Rabbeinu samcham. The shivim zakeinim Moshe Rabbeinu gave smicha to v'sharsa alehem shechina. And through that smicha, through that smicha, they had hashras ha-shechina. They had the divine presence rest on them. How did that happen? How did that happen? Yishlav in Malama Hosev Rambam. What does the Rambam add that in for? Lohar Ezem Inyan Asmicha. Smicha means you give him authority to paskin to certain certain types of shilas require smicha. So what is he adding? Shrosalav Shechina Ubehechre Kabanasalomar Kizeo Derech Hashras Hashechina Al Zikne Yisrael Midor Lador Shebekoa Gedoli Yisrael Limsoras Hashechina Kaviyachol Halal Lador Aba. Giving over to the next generation is not just about information, but it's passing over how to bring Hashras Hashechina. How to bring HaGadosh Baruch Hu into our lives. And that doesn't only come from how to understand Atosvas and Exos HaChoshen, but it comes from how to live. From Shemesh Tamidei Chachamim. And that comes from concrete models that are in front of us. Concrete models. He says, we say in, in davening every day, we describe the Malachim. They each accept from each other. You think about this? The Malachim accept from each other Malchus That's where Chazal get this Lashon from. Kabbalah is a Malchus What are we being Mechabel? We're accepting. What are we, who we, if there's an acceptor, who's giving it to us? The Malachim are giving it to each other. They're giving each other permission. What does this mean? What does this mean, If we're accepting the yoke of heaven, who's giving us the yoke of heaven? So explains the Ali Shur. We're getting it from the one who's greater than us. And the one who's greater than us got it from the one who's greater than us. Like the Rambam says, it's passed down from generation to generation. Because being, the, being a Jew is not just about information. It's about being makabal al-machal shamayim. Living with the shechina. And that's, that's based on concrete people that we connect to. V'nivrechu v'cha kol mishpachosu adama. Rebbe and Talmud. Parent and child. That's shimush talmidei chachamim. That we have to recognize the beauty and the value that we have, the relationship. Right, turning over. Hamalos are Rishonos, Miemches Hamalos. Towards the beginning of the 48 Milos, Shatar Nikneis Bohem. Talmud Shmias Haozen. Shmias Haozen. And connecting to Talmud Chachamim. Connecting to individuals. That's what we have to focus on. That's what we have to remember and always recognize. V'nivrechu v'cha. To tell our children, grandchildren, all those who we give brachas to, make it concrete. What we want. What we yearn for. What we dream of. Okay, now we get to later in the parsha. We are moving a little bit. Paragudalid, we have the story of the four kings and the five kings. What happens? The king of Stom is involved. Pasig Yud. The Emek Hasidim Be'eros Be'eros Chemar. Emek Hasidim was full of tar pits. The king of Stom and Amor fell in. Everybody else ran away. They fell into these tar pits. Rashi. What's the message here? Be'eros Harbi Hayusham. Shinobla Misham Adamal Atit Binyan. There was like quicksand. Umedr Shagada. Shatit Mugbal Mahem. They were drowning in it. The king of Stom was miraculously saved from one of these pits. Right? But if you ever drive, just last week with uh, near Engedi, if you ever drive by Engedi, there are all these signs, don't go off the road. Because near the Dead Sea, there there are all these pits that you could just, these, these, these sand pits, you could just sink. It's right here, the king of Stom and Amora. It's right here. You see it. Those those signs are telling us this Rashi. Why did Hashem perform this nace for the king of stone? Because there were some nations out there that did not believe that Avram Avinu was saved from Orkazdim. But once the king of stone was saved from the tarpit miraculously, they're like, okay, 
If Hashem saved him from the tarpon, it must be that Avram Avinu could get saved from the Kivshan Ha'ish. That's what Rashi says. Haminu ba'Avraham l'mafreya. They believed in Avraham l'mafreya retroactively. Now that they see this miracle, the king of Stom, oh, so now they know that Avram Avinu also. Asks Rav Yerucham in the Das Torah. Asks Rav Yerucham, going a little back in time. Rav Albi, back to Rav Yerucham. Asked the, quotes first, he quotes this from Rashi, and then he quotes the Ramban's Kasha on Rashi. Would this bring more emuna? The fact that the king of stone was, was saved? Wouldn't this be like emuna in the king of stones God? Now how does that bring more emuna in Hashem? That's the Ramban's Kasha. They would say, oh, look at the Avodah Zarah saved them. <laughs> so, so what exactly is the message? It says, Rabbi Yerucham, no, no, no. There's a more general way they have to look at it. Anytime people don't believe in something, like Nevoa, like prophecy, you know why people don't believe in prophecy? Because they've never seen prophecy. They've never heard of prophecy. They don't know anybody who is a prophet. I don't have any connection to Nevoah, so therefore I'm not going to believe in Nevoah. What happens if one time they connect to Nevoah? That whole world is then open to them. The whole world becomes open. Once, one time. Right? Klai Yisrael at Harsinai, Klai Yisrael at Kriyas Yamsuf. Once we had those experiences, then it was drilled into us that there's a concept of a Kaddish Baruch Hu connecting to man. And it's the same thing with miracles. Says Rabbi Yerucham, people don't believe in miracles. But once a miracle happens, that changes things. It doesn't mean that it's going to last forever, as we know throughout history. Miracles, the belief based on miracles does not last. But at least it's something for the moment. The fact that people don't believe in miracles, because they're not so common. We don't see them every day. But when we see it, that whole world of miracles are open to us. I could still deny and, and try to say no, but that's the message here. Hashem opened the world of miracles to them. They want to believe in a Zara, that's fine, that's their choice. But now it's not going to be totally off the radar. The Nesat Havita Avram Avinu. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. He brought a miracle so that at least now their brain could fathom that there is something unfathomable. That there's a miracle that could take place and HaKadosh Baruch Hu could, could be in charge. Okay, let's try to squeeze in two more thoughts if we, um, if we can. So the Pasuk says towards the end now, Sarah gets upset at Hagar. Sarah gets upset, says to Hashem, you have to throw him out. But Tomer Sarai al-Avraham, Avram. Sarai says to Avram, Chamasi alecha. Hard word to translate. What does that mean? Chamasi, my Chamas is on you. Chamas, Rashi quotes, Chamas asuili alecha animati onesh. What's being done to me, right? The insult. Chamasi alecha. You diamond for yourself, right? You're diamond for me. So you have a kid, but I don't have a kid. Chamasi alecha. Look at the Bar Yosef. Here's another idea here. I saw other achronim also mention this idea. Why Sarah got so upset, so angry, that she was broken and she was insulted. We're talking about Sarah Imenu. She was on such a level of nevuah, higher than Avram Avinu. Chazal tell us. What's Hamas? What does Hamas usually mean in, in uh, Talmudic language, in biblical? Hamas means like stealing, gezel. Why was she so mocked at her own covid? It wasn't for her own covid. It was for Hashem's covid. 
but you could only be someone who's mashpia if you have a good reputation. Rahman al-Islam, we live in a time period where anyone could send out an email about anybody without any proof, without anything, and ruin their lives. And then an hour later they could say, just joking, it's too late. Rahman al-Islam. We live in a time. But if somebody doesn't have their reputation, then forget it, they can't be mashpia. Sarah, Sarah had a reputation, but she wasn't worried only about her reputation per se. She was megayeris as agerim. She was being less successful since Hagar started talking. People were looking at her in a different way. What she spent her life doing, trying to bring people, women, close to Hashem, by Sahagar Omerislam, Sarai Gavirti and Sister Gluya, Rashi quotes that Hagar was telling them, Oh my, you think Sarah is a, is a tzaddika? She's not. I had a kid right away. She doesn't. Obviously, I'm much more righteous. And Sarah says, If this continues, I'm not going to be able to do what I'm supposed to be doing. On the bottom, her ashpa is going to become weaker. And that's why she says, You're stealing the opportunity from me to be able to bring people closer. The left side. Right, it's, it, I'm not able to do it. Hualecha, that's on you. You're causing it. You brought in Hagar. You need to do something. So it's not just, oh, Hamasi, I'm insulted. But I'm insulted, I'm, I'm unable to be mashpia and migayeras. So she, really, she wasn't out for her own covet, obviously. She was out for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's covet. And that's Hamasi, Alecha. Okay, one final thought for the evening which is just about the godless of Rashi. So as you can read a Rashi, and Rashi's answering seven questions, maybe even more, in every word that Rashi says. In Gemara, in Chumash. So the Malach is talking to Hagar, here in Perak Tezai in Pasig Yud Aleph. Vayomer la Malach Hashem, Shuvi el Gevirtech v'yisanit hachaz yadeha. Go back. Vayomer la Malach Hashem, you're going to have a lot of children. Right? Three malachim. It's a Gemara in Me'ilo, Daf Yudzayin. Rishon Baichai gets upset. She saw three malachim and I never saw a malach. I saw a demon. That's a story about a demon. So the malach says, you're going to have a lot of kids and the malach says, What does those two words mean? Hinach hara. Violadet bain. So Rashi quotes, When you go back to Avram and Sarah, when you go back, then you're going to become pregnant. Hinachara means you will become pregnant. Kimo, like the Malach that spoke to Eishas Manoach about Shimshon. Kimo, Hinachara, to Eishas Manoach. What's Rashi driving at? What's Rashi trying to tell us? We don't know what those two, wor- two words mean. It means you're going to become pregnant. Like it says, you're going to become pregnant. Right? Shaharei Sham in Shoftim, in that conversation, the Malach says, You are barren. There, he says, you are now barren. And then later on in the same conversation, it says, Which sounds like, Maybe she's already pregnant. No, so Rashi is explaining, Hinachara, no, you will become pregnant. Just like there by Shimshon, that's what it has to mean, because it says in that conversation, you are barren, and then a little later in the conversation says, Hinachara, that can't mean you're pregnant yet. Right, you're still having the same conversation. So that's why, Hinachara, over there has to mean you will become pregnant, so so the Rashi says here too. But maybe there's something even deeper here. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. We reject the idea of an immaculate conception. We reject the idea that anybody can be born other than between a relation between a man and a woman. And they say, no, there was somebody born of God. And they say, well, it happened once already. From the Malach talking to... Asa Shimshon. 
Hinachara. Earlier in the conversation, she was barren, and now she's pregnant. Rashi says, Hinachara means kishetashuvitari. When you go back. When you go back, that's what it means. Don't have any misconceptions. Right? That's why we mentioned in the past, the beginning of Shmos talks about a man from Levi and a woman from Levi had a baby. Right? Our greatest leader and redeemer were born of parents. We emphasize that. Right? That's why in Hebrew they're called notsrim. Notsar means created. Created. They're created just like everybody else is created. Notsrim. But Rabbi Yaakov says maybe this also explains a Gemara in Baba Basra, Dafsadi Aleph. The Gemara there says, that's a great Gemara, it has names of people that you don't know what their names are. What was the name of Avram's mother? What was the name of, uh, of David's mother? So the Gemara says, what was the name of Shimshon's mother? Slaponis. And Va'achte Nashin. What do those two words mean? And he had a sister, the Gemara mentions. Shimshon had a sister. The Gemara says, Lamaynaf Gemino, what do I have to know this for? Lechuvas Haminim. To answer the heretics. What is the Gemara talking about? Look in the Rashbam, he goes, look in the Marsha, we don't know what the Rashi's talking about. Says, says the Rabbi Yaakov, maybe it's referring to Tuvas Haminim, the Notesrim. Shimshon had a sister. You know what that means? Everything's natural. Everything's natural. The fact that we know. And that's the Gemara's problem. What do I have to know that there's a sister for? So you could prove to them and show them right, that the Torah and Chazal and Rashi allude to everything. Know every uh, future argument that might be had or past argument and are alluding to us and telling us preventing us from having any misconceptions and ideas about other types of processes. So the goblets of Rashi, we think this Rashi is not so exciting. And we move on. Rashi is telling us that this is a polemic Rashi. This is a Rashi that tells us how to answer those who want to bring doubt into our religion. Okay, we will stop here. And uh, we will continue uh, next week.